Proud 1075, Columbus's number one station for hip-hop and R&B. You tuned in to any given Sunday. This right here was the only show that keeps you fly and keeps you informed at the same time. I am your host, Yavis Ellis. Make sure you hit me on Twitter, at Yavis Ellis, or on my Instagram, at Yavis Ellis as well. To my right, Sasha Sherelle. Make sure you hit me on Instagram, Snap, Facebook, Sasha underscore C-H-E-R-Y-L-L. And to her right, Al Battles. You can hit me up on Instagram, A underscore battles you yeah. now man we writing right into the fall season yes finally can get your hoodies out you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. it's a bargain Ugg popping boots. off cut yeah, up have you got your halloween uh costumes yet no i think i'm gonna go as hitler really what? yeah why <laughs> i've just been watching a lot of history channel and i think those <laughs> outfits are dope oh my gosh all right man so you was telling me about a story earlier um involving stevie wonder man what's up okay so stevie sure knows how to write a love song but in real in his real love life let's just say there are some songs that won't get fixed according to tmz legendary stevie wonder is officially a single man los angeles superior court judge Kristen Burr finalized the eight-year marriage uh, that took place it looks like Stevie Wonder was done with his relationship and he couldn't even spare the time to write his full name on the divorce <laughs> papers. <laughs> Instead, he was presented the paperwork and he simply put his thumbprint. Seriously? He was trying to get out of there quick. Yeah. It was probably a bad well, situation. All right, all right, so, I mean, okay. Well, um, well, cause he, well <laughs> he's, he's blind. I mean, we all know that. So, maybe. How many blind people actually write their names out? And, and this may be an ignorant comment, but I don't know any blind people who actually write out their own signatures. I'm pretty sure yeah. that they would have accommodated him if they knew he couldn't write Maybe his signature. Maybe that was the accommodation, the thumbprint. Uh, I think he probably nah. has written his signature yeah, many, many times over the years. Writes, I'm, I'm sure. going to say. Yeah. Maybe he does. Mm, I don't think uh, the thumbprint, like, what did he think this was? I think he was trying to be funny. Well, maybe that was like a thumbprint. Your fingerprint is the only thing that you can, you know, you only got one you of those. You need ink. You can't just put your thumb on something. Okay. Or normally uh, it's like his, his assistant. Don't they sign for him? Oh, he probably has a power of attorney that could have signed for him. Exactly. Or maybe so, the power of attorney's not in actually in the so marriage. So instead he would just like. Y'all ain't right. Leave Steve alone. It was a ribbon in the sky. Oh man, I'm gonna have to do some research on that and figure right. out. Right. So, so does it count? Is it still? Is it legal? Does it? Uh, according to TMZ, it said that it is. Mm. So that must be it. It must be you can use your fingerprint to, to do that. What you needed the ink, like in the police station. What about at the bank? They got those ink things, those thumb things at the bank you can use. Yeah, right? that's true. Scans your thumb. I thought. I don't know. I never use it. I ain't got okay. money like that to be able to get my. <laughs> that's like Batman. You know what yeah, I mean? right. Get your thumb scanned. Listen, man. Um, you know, on a more serious note, we've been seeing a lot of uh school shootings coming up lately. Mm-hmm. And 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 one question I I, I want to ask the audience is: Have we become numb to school shootings? Because now when we see it, we're like, oh, another school shooting. That's and sometimes true. people don't even cover it. So coming up next, we'll talk about that. Have we be, have we become numb to school shootings here in America? That more coming up next on any given Sunday, Power 107.5. I promise y'all they don't want it. They don't want it. I promise y'all they don't want it. I promise y'all they don't want it. No, we them buck boys they don't want it. They don't want it. I promise y'all they don't want it. No, we them buck boys they don't want it.
Power 107.5, Columbus's number one stage for hip-hop and R&B. You tuned in to any given Sunday. This right here is the only show. It's for you, by you, and we cannot do the show without you. Now, anytime if you want to hear the podcast again, you can go to iTunes and actually subscribe. Just put in any given Sunday and hit the subscribe button. And anytime a new show comes out, it's right there on your phone. You can also go to MyColumbusPower.com and check out some of the actual stories and videos that we post every single Sunday on our show. Now, before we went to break... We told you all that, um, you know, we've been seeing a lot of school shootings lately. And, you know, my question to you all has, has become, is, um, is America starting to become uh, numb or desynthesized to school shootings? And I, 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 I thought about this question because President Barack Obama, when he was speaking about another deadly school shooting that took place, he challenged people um, in terms of dealing with the problem to actually do something about it and not just be numb about it. And so, Al, my question to you is, do you feel like we... Um, are so used to it that it doesn't really startle us anymore yeah i think the uh, i think we see it so much um way more than what we would see like in the 90s um prime example when the um the black guy who who did the uh, who killed the two cameramen mm-hmm. um i noticed that people was like oh you know he must have been white but then when they saw that he was black then they were just like oh okay on to, on about their day so i think yeah. we are uh getting a little numb to it and um, just like the prime, the, the latest one in um, at Oregon, mm-hmm. um, a lot of people just looked at the news and then, you know, hey, let's go shoot some hoops as if nothing happened. You know what I'm saying? You got to so. think, he, he's been, you know, the president has been traveling. He's traveled to uh, Aurora, Colorado, Tucson, Arizona, Charleston, South Carolina, a number of, a number of other cities to just mourn victims of, of gun violence. And um, I do believe that, that when we see it, we say to ourselves, well, you know, it, it, it happened again. Not not in a, in a in a point of we don't care, but in a point of, um, hey, we're not we're not as surprised as we used to be, and right. so I guess my, my my next question would be, and this is something I want to ask you, Sasha, should uh, teachers, professors, uh, professionals in school, you you think they should be able to carry their gun within the school? Like if I'm a teacher, should I be able to carry my concealed weapon into the school? No. No, I don't trust people. Um, when I went to OSU, they were trying to, you know, allow people to carry, you know, let them carry them in classes mm-hmm. and stuff. I don't like that. Because all it takes is one one moment of your kids being loud and not listening, not doing their work. You snap, you know. We don't need anybody carrying guns in classrooms. We just, we're there to get educated. We're not there, you know, to make it some kind of a prison. I don't like that at all. Yeah. yeah but that's, um, yeah, that's true. you know, they say like, Teenagers these days, kids these days are desensitized, you know, in general. You know, when we see, like, gory things on TV, it doesn't shock us because we're so used to seeing it as normal for us. Mm. So I think with the school shootings, it's kind of the same thing. It's like, oh, you know, some people died, some people got shot. You know, it could have happened to me, but it didn't. Yeah. So I think they just kind of moved past it like that. So, you know, Ben Carson, he's a um, presidential candidate. Mm-hmm. He made a comment that in situations like this, People should rush the shooter. Mm. You guys agree? So what? 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 Is, what, is, what his um quote was verbatim as he was talking to CBS. He says, um, "I want to plant in people's minds what to do in a situation like this because unfortunately this probably won't be the last time it happens." He said um, that if he would have been present at the attack, he wouldn't have just stood there and let the guy shoot him. He would have said, "Hey guys, everybody attack him. He may shoot me, but he can't get us off." What do you think about the thought process? Uh, I don't know. I feel like um, if you have multiple, because t- sometimes it's multiple students that are doing the um, shooting. shooting. So if you have multiple students, you locate one and decide to rush one, 
and the other one has like a machine gun, you know, any kind of any kind of gun that can let off multiple shots at one time, they might just start, you know, going mm-hmm. crazy with it. So I don't know if it's, you know, rushing one person is the best kind of plan yeah i ain't forget that i ain't trying to be no hero i'm hiding <laughs> right. i'm in the closet oh, i'm grabbing somebody as a shield and <laughs> no when i was I'm in high serious. school i had an escape plan i'm serious if What's anybody up? goes to hilliard you know we have these long hallways that lead to our like gym and our field house mm-hmm. and outside so i was gonna hide behind a trash can in the cafeteria and then once the shooters moved you know towards the back of the school where the classrooms are i was gonna run down the hallway and get out and the parking lot was right there so i'll get my car and i'll be out so. But you know that that's what's so sad about you know this 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 age nowadays. We're that's we're true. actually planning our getaway in case somebody decides to come and shoot well, up our school or our church or something like but that. But let me it's ask crazy. you: this Do you have um, a survival pack ready for you know if something happens and you know our state gets attacked or bombed or something? Yeah. Like, do you have a survival pack? Set? Well, well, I mean, I mean, just personally, I am a firearm carrier. Holder. I said a survival pack. So now that, yeah, that is my survival pack. I you, have a couple do you of have, guns do you in have, my house. Do you have clothes, uh, <laughs> toiletries, of, food? I, I got a survival pack of bullets that if oh, you want to wrap in my crib. You know what? So, you, don't, you don't need no survival yes, pack because you, you can always go to the La Quinta. Oh, <laughs> nobody want to be in La Quinta. Free breakfast in the morning. If it's zombies, that's the first place they're going to be is no, La Quinta. Ain't nobody going to go there. To answer your question, <laughs> to answer your question, I, I don't have a, a survival pack necessarily. You should make one. Everybody should make one. You got I one? have one, yeah. What you got? Um, mine has um a bunch <laughs> of different clothes, like socks and stuff. Like like a, nice clothes, like no 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 no, like yeah. like stuff I could put Gucci, on. Gucci Louis. It has um <laughs> yeah. like non-perishable food items, toiletry items. I have a pair of old glasses in there because I'm blind as a bat. Um, we have we're yeah. gonna put some like some wire in there so we could fish with it, you know stuff like that. Yeah. My mom is very like. We need to have a plan. So good, I've always man. had a bad. So y'all like ready that. for like doomsday? Ready. Oh, y'all like we the, got uh, flares. We got flashlights. We got make knives. Sure, make sure I get your address after the show, <laughs> so I know where I need to go in case <laughs> y'all come over. Does yeah. So y'all gonna be like the new <laughs> we'll Walking Dead. We'll be in the basement playing <laughs> pool when the uh, zombies cut. <laughs> y'all gonna be like the Walking Dead. But speaking of you know keeping the family safe, there's a great event coming up October the 14th uh, through the 17th. It's Operation Keep Kids Safe, and this mm-hmm. is a um actually like, like a national operation that's going on. But they're doing it at Hugh White Honda here in Columbus, Ohio. And um, we have a great opportunity right now to talk to the founder of Operation Keep Kids Safe, who's helped over a million kids and protect over a million kids to keep them safe and their families safe. And he's on the line with us right now. We have Mr. Mark Bott on the line with us from Keep Kids Safe. How are you doing, sir? Great. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. Thanks for being online with this man. Now, for those who don't know, um, what is Operation Kids Safe? Operation Kids Safe has been around for 14 years. Uh, we do safety information, digital fingerprinting, and photos for kids all over the world. So this is a program where parents can come in, get a lifetime safety document, wow. uh, it's all, all 10 digital prints of their child, a photo, an area to update it with a color photo, hmm. and then we also give them safety tips for kids from three on up to teenagers to start a family safety action plan. Wow. And, and, and so you guys, uh, I mean, a tagline says you guys have one million children that have been protected. Is that a, is that a true fact? Yeah, yeah, it is. We've uh, been doing this for 14 years, safeguarded over one million children in North America. Wow. And uh, we do these all over the world. And it just so happens for the folks there in Columbus, by the way, I was born and raised in Grove City. Okay. Hello. <laughs> Go Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> in fact, I'm, I'm right now I'm sporting my Buckeyes championship good. ring on my pinky. That's always good, man. You can't that's right. listen. That's the best way to be. So 
when it comes to you know uh, parents and, and you know bringing their, their children out, you guys have an event actually coming up where they can get their children protected, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Our our system is going to be at Hugh White Honda right there on Auto Mall Drive in Columbus. You can okay. get uh, additional details at hughwhitehonda.net. Nice. But uh, let me just tell you, it's Wednesday, October the 14th through Saturday, October the 17th. It's kind of during their normal store hours. And you can bring the kids in, take 60 seconds or less, wow. no ink, no film, don't have to take a test drive, don't have to do a backflip, you don't have to do anything. Hugh White <laughs> and the entire, and, and I'm going to tell you this, the, the Hugh White Honda and the entire White organization mm-hmm. are nat- national sponsors for us. Wow. And, l- and let me tell you something, they get it. They're giving back to a community that's made them successful. Now, now th- that's amazing. But one thing people are always going to be concerned about when, you, when you're talking about giving over, you know, data. Do you guys do any databasing or no, do no they data. leave with the only one copy about their child? Exactly. So here's our, our two core principles 14 years ago were very simple. And I consulted a lot of people. In fact, I worked with John Walsh with America's Most Wanted for four years. So wow. I traveled with, with John. I was one of five people to help start the Amber Alert in this country. Good. And uh, so I will say this. Our core principles are, one, it has to be free for every parent. Number two, it has to be private. So when you come in, you'll not e- not even be asked for even the name of the child. That's why we take a little picture and put nice. it in the corner. Yeah. In case in case you're like me and have seven kids, <laughs> you, would know, you would know whose prints are whose. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, for those listening, again, this is Operation Kids Safe Safety Event that's coming to Columbus, Ohio, October 14th through the 17th. And again, um, Mark, that's at Hugh White Honda, correct? Yeah, it's at Hugh White Honda right there on Auto Mall Drive. It's right there in Columbus. If you need additional info, you can call the Hugh White Honda store or you can go to HughWhiteHonda.net. Thank you so much, Mark, for calling in and talking with us today. My pleasure. I hope, uh, you know, again, being an Ohio boy myself, I hope uh, we'll, we'll show who is the family state. And Columbus is a family town. I know that. So get out. Get this done free for your kids. There it is. You heard it here first. Make sure you guys check out Operation Kids Safe. That's October the 14th through 17th here in Columbus, Ohio at Hugh White Honda at Autobahn Mall. Thank you again, Mark, for calling in. Thank you. My pleasure. Listen, coming up next, we'll be talking to Jaiza Page. She is a city council member, and uh, she's here in the studio with us today doing some amazing things in the city of Columbus. So coming up next after this break, we'll be talking to her firsthand, asking her some tough questions here on Any Given Sunday, Power Power 107.5, Columbus's number one station for hip-hop and R&B. You tuned in to Any Given Sunday. This right here is the only show that keeps you flying and formed at the same time. I'm your host, Yavis Ellis, with Sasha Sherrell and Al Battle. Yeah. And we have a very special guest in the building with us today. We have um, council member Jiza 
Paige. What's going on? Nothing much. How are you? And thank you so much for having me today. Thank you for being here, man. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a good feeling to have somebody that looks like us. Uh, Absolutely. Who, who, who can relate to our um, situations and, um, and is in our age bracket and everything. I mean, yes, it's, it's kind of crazy to, to, to have a peer that's in council, um, on city council. And I think it's amazing to have you here. So kudos to you on that accomplishment. Thank you. It's been a blessing. Yes. Uh, not only for myself, but Councilman Shannon Harding. Yes. He's also looks like us also in our age range. Yeah, millennials. Some young millennials. Yes. Right. Man. Yeah. <laughs> been amazing going through this journey with yeah. him. So, so is is it still kind of uh, unreal to kind of be on city council, or how, or has it kind of settled in? No, not yet. So this was an opportunity that came up. State Representative Herschel Craig, he, um, you know, left council and went to the state house, and it was always like, like my life, you know, turned around yeah. in a split second. And we're campaigning, have official duties, and so it's a lot that's yeah. going on. It still hasn't really settled in, right. but I'm enjoying every moment. Definitely ready for our big day, November third. Yeah. And to, you know, get into the official side and all those things. That's good. So what's like a day-to-day operation like for you? Like, you know, I mean, how early are you up? What time do you usually get home? I mean, what is it like? Usually start out between 7 and 10. It just kind of depends on what schedule for the day. The day is spent around a lot of meetings. Mm-hmm. So I am not only new to council, but new to the city in the sense that a lot of people still don't know me. So mm-hmm. I spend a lot of my time either individual meetings or going out to events that are happening during the day. And then the evening is really when we get to know more about the community, more about the issues. Yeah. There are civic meetings, area commission meetings, any events that are happening, you know, whether it's a nonprofit, different organization. So I'm usually home between 9 and 10. Like 7 o'clock is an early day for me. Yeah, that's good. That's smooth, man. <laughs> Um, well, one question I know I do have for sure yes. is you started off in the uh, Columbus City Attorney's Office. Yes. So, so what are some things that you learned there that you're applying now to what you're doing? I would say one of the big things is learning how to solve problems. The work that I was doing in the City Attorney's Office focused on nuisance abatements across the city. And I would always tell people, you know, you tell me what gets on your nerves and I'll figure out if there's a legal way for the city to address it. Yeah. And that same mentality translates into the work that I can do on Columbus City Council. Nice. You know, we are problem solvers for the residents of Columbus, and we solve those problems through the policy that we create, through the legislation that we enact. And that has really been useful to me and one of, I would say, the strongest skills and qualities that I've garnered over the past few years that I can take into council. That's good. So, you know, being a young African-American woman, um, do you find yourself in places where, uh, like if it's meetings or whatever the case may be, where you feel like you have to prove yourself or you have to show them like how strong and smart and, you know, intelligent you are? Yes. And it's not that frequent, which is good because Mm -hmm. it shows that our society will continue to progress. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately, there are still misconceptions of African-Americans and African-American females. So you always have to play that line of being tough, but not too tough, smart, but, you know, not like a smart aleck. And just really, you have to fill out your group, fill out, you know, the meeting and figure out who's at the table and what they're looking for. And I actually went to a speech or lecture series with uh, Carla Harris. She used to work at Morgan Stanley. She, you know, had some pearls and one that I thought was amazing. She said, find out three adjectives for the position that you want to have. Mm. 
And then you need to figure out how you within yourself can have those three adjectives and then pair those with three adjectives that are like just your natural person. Yes. And that's how you really become that winning person, that position. Right. But you have to be able to perform well in that position. And the only way you can is if you understand and know what's required. And that's more like what people look at from the outside. So what right. do they expect for their Columbus City Council person? Yeah. You know, strength, um, intelligence, some of those things. So what do you like to do outside of politics? Do you like to kick your feet up or do you just like to watch football games, sports? Or like, what do you like to do? I am definitely a homebody. Um, <laughs> some of my favorite things to do are sleep and eat. Mm-hmm. I am a big sports fan. I love football. Favorite I, team? Ooh, dude. Here. You got a choice. You got you got you got yeah. the Steelers. Okay, that's Ooh. cool. That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> well, I'm a hey, hey, it's nothing worse than the Dolphins. I'm a Dolphin fan. So, <laughs> well, for the NFL, of course, I am an OSU fan. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And basketball, Miami Heat, my team. Even, even without LeBron, I was just about to say that. Even without LeBron. Okay. So I was a Heat fan before LeBron, okay. but I am definitely a LeBron fan. So I yeah. will follow him. The Heat's my team. And um, again, eating is big for me. I love to eat. I know that's right. Favorite food? <laughs> macaroni and cheese. <laughs> can you make macaroni? And cheese? Right. Yes, I can. Okay. Mm. I'm learning. I'm, I'm. I'm. I've been in the kitchen lately. You know. Oh, what I'm saying? So can you cook across gotta, the board? Know. Look at the flick of the wrist. <laughs> you know, I, I think I'm a pretty good cook. Unfortunately, this year I haven't had much time to cook. Right. I'm getting a little rusty. I made some chicken the other day. It was a little salty. <laughs> 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 I was <laughs> nah, that's good. So, so what are some of your um, where where is your heart when it comes to uh, the city of Columbus, and, and what are some things that you're really passionate about and seeing grow here? Absolutely, I would say my heart is with the children, the youth. Good. I'm the current chair of education and recreation and parks, and those both of those committees are perfect for me. Mm-hmm. One because they they have a huge focus on youth, and I want to work with our Columbus City School Boards, Doctor yeah. Good. You know, really to just continue to raise that standard for our young people. And then with recreation and parks, I've met so many young African-American males who have told me that, you know, the recreation center saved their life in Mm -hmm. a lot of ways. That's true. And we need to continue to promote that in our communities where, you know, they may not have good role models, where they may be at home a lot, where they can go to our community centers and really have that sense of home. And that comes from top down. And when I say that, you know, our city leaders and we're providing those type of resources for our residents mm, that's amazing well we thank you for coming in today uh, for those who don't know about you know what i'm saying your insta your instagrams or your twitter and stuff how, how can the young people follow you and kind of see what you have going on my website is www.jizapage.com and jiza is spelled j-a-i-z-a page is p-a-g-e i'm on facebook Instagram, I'm learning, so I'm really like an old person <laughs> in a young person's body. So, you know, Have those pictures. And Twitter, yeah. You don't be tweeting, man. We got to get you I need, I need to get up it's on that. I'm about to delete my Twitter again for the second go. time. So, well, thank you very much for coming in. The city of Columbus definitely appreciates you. We're behind you here. Thank you. Here, Absolutely. here on any given Sunday for sure. Y'all get out and support, man. Tell the people why they should, you know, why they should vote for you. Great question. And I would say vote for me. One, I was born and raised here in Columbus, and I'm very passionate about my work. I love helping people. I look at this as, you know, a moment to serve. Mm -hmm. It's not a moment for me. It's not a moment to promote me, but a moment to really help other people and make sure that everyone in our city has the opportunity to succeed. Wow. 
Good stuff, man. I appreciate you definitely for coming in. You got my vote. You know, right, thank just you. Based off and thank that, you. Man. Thank you all so much. I really appreciate it. As shy as a page here on any given Sunday. Coming up next, we got my favorite segment of the show. That's hashtag living with Sasha Sherelle. Coming up next on any given Sunday, Proud 107.5. Power 107.5, Columbus's number one station for hip-hop and R&B. You tuned in to any given Sunday. This right here was the only show that's for you, by you, and we cannot do this show without you. I am your host, Yavis Ellis, with Sasha Shirell and Al hey. Battle. Now, you- we're coming up to my favorite part of the show. That is our Living with Sasha Shirell segment. Right. And uh, what, we, what we doing this week, man? What, what we living? What we doing? So, you know, I'm, I'm young and, um, you know, I'm broke and I'm single, <laughs> so... Uh, I figured there are tons of people in the city that are, you know, feeling just like I am. So I looked up the top 10 places to live mm-hmm. if you're young, broken, single. Mm. So uh, number 10, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Nine, Seattle. Tacoma, Washington. Number eight, Des Moines, Iowa. Mm. Seven, New Orleans. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number six, Omaha, Nebraska. Number five, Baton Rouge. Louisiana. Number four, Columbus. Okay. Number three, Durham, North Carolina. Number two, Salt Lake City, Utah. And number one, place to live if you're young, single, and broke is Austin, Texas. Wow. I'm there tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy that that Columbus is number four on that list. I mean, do y'all, did y'all like expect that? Or what does that say about the city? Is that a good thing? What's up? No, um... Pretty much. I think it's because we're a college town and, you know, we have a, a lot of young professionals and stuff like that. So I think it kind of stems from that. I think the majority of those numbers are from thoughts. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you call me a thought? No, not you. I'm just saying majority of the certain percentages are. I'm all right. No, no, no. no. You're, I'm not saying you're a thought, but I'm saying majority of those numbers, the reason why we're in four, <laughs> number four is because we have a lot of thoughts here. Now <laughs> you want to don't listen to him, man. Don't listen to him at all. But I got a question for y'all. I, I seen on the news lately. Um, there was a father whose son wanted to dress up as Elsa for Halloween. Mm. You know, Elsa from Frozen. Um, the son's three years old. He took him shopping for a Halloween costume, and the boy chose Elsa from Frozen. And people on Facebook um seeing the son in the blue dress, three year old in the blue dress, and it's become a hit really with over twenty six thousand shares. Right. How would y'all feel if your child wanted to, um, your male child, dress up like Elsa, the princess, the frozen princess? If it was like, you know, for like a comedic relief and, you know, but if he's like acting like specifically like a female, mm-hmm. then that would be a no. But if he's like playing around like, you know, kind of like a Wanda yeah. or a Shanae type, I mean, I've... <laughs> I wouldn't. So you'd be cool with it if it's if it's yeah if it's like if he's like still masculine but still just got the dressing just being funny because you know how people is out buying the Caitlyn Jenner outfits you know just being funny but that doesn't mean like they're you know that way but they just doing it as a you know funny remark. But I mean me personally if if if, if my son was to wear that and was still mm-hmm. jokingly I wouldn't have no problem with it. I don't know. I might try to tweak it a bit. It's mm-hmm. easy to confuse kids so. 
You know, you want to wear a dress? Okay, I'll make you a dress. It's going to be a cape in real life, but we mm. can make sure it's a dress, you know. Okay. That makes sense. So you're saying you don't want him to get used to wearing dresses if that, if that was your child? No. But, you know, if, you know, my child got older and they came to me like, you know, this is the case, mm-hmm. I would love them regardless. Right. But right. I'm not going to just, you know, anything go. No. I'm not yeah. going to do that. Like, I was saying, like, if he's like, like, there's certain ways, like, you would know, but. If he's like being a clown with you know wearing it, then I can understand. Like, okay, he's a clown. He's funny. He's gonna be like the funny guy at the at the school. But if he's like actually like, hey, you know, doing a lot of you're not you're not feeling that. I'm not <laughs> feeling that. If he's doing a lot of, I mean, I think at, at at three years old, this kid is just this is what he likes. That's his favorite character for that week. You know what I'm right. saying? I think you can't really look at it as um they're they're doing a disservice to him by letting them wear this you know this this dress i think you let children make their decisions on halloween because it's about pretending to be a different character That's true. i don't think there's anything wrong with that at all i want to know what you guys think sound off you can hit us on the hashtag ags radio that's ags radio you're tuned in to any given sunday on power 107.5 remember to keep god first with god all things are possible all is all this all that all means join us again here next sunday on any given sunday power 107.5